Welcome to the Radical Lifestyle Podcast, where you will be inspired by the past, equipped for the present, and prepared for the future, as we engage in conversations with people from around the world. Today we have Brianna joining us. We've known Brianna for a long time. Um, I won't say exactly how long, because that would date us, but um, Brianna, if you want to tell everyone who you are, where you're from, what you do, and then we'll, we'll jump into the conversation. Okay. Um, my name is Brianna Rushi, and I have known the Kirks for a very long time. I don't mind dating myself. Um, I've known them since I was in elementary school, and I went on my first mission trip with them when I was 11, and I turned 12 in Macau, China. Um, and I am 26 now, so we have known each other for a very long time. Um, the reason I am being interviewed today is because I was homeschooled from the time that I was starting school until I went to college, and I now have a, a bachelor's degree in theater and a bachelor's degree in psychology, and I just earned my master's in social work. And so um, homeschooling is very near and dear to my heart because it's a huge part of my story and how I have become who I am now and who I'm continuing to grow into. Um, and now I work for a homeschool organization that helps families in all 50 states and internationally. We're in over 70 countries and we help support homeschoolers. And um, I'm also part of their nonprofit where we're building a counseling program. And I also teach middle and high school theater through that organization. And so I love the homeschool community and what God is doing in it. So. That's great when you're doing something that you're really passionate about. I'm very passionate about yeah. it. Well, we're going to discover that. You know, I think this is a really important conversation to be having at this time, because in most nations, um, children have been home from school and parents have been overseeing their education in one form or another. And I think many parents will be reassessing at this time how they go forward. It may be because they're afraid of the kids picking up the virus and getting sick or maybe they've enjoyed having the children at home or but it's just a time I think when many parents are going to be saying how do we go forward from here and so talking with you hopefully you're going to be able to help people navigate the idea of homeschooling and what that means and again how they can get support for it so am I right in thinking I have seen all over the place people saying we are having to do homeschooling we are doing homeschooling how would you respond to that yes so um there's a big difference between crisis schooling at home and homeschooling so what's going on right now throughout the world is these families are forced to bring their kids home and try to teach them something during school hours mm -hmm. um, and that is because of a crisis that's going on with COVID-19 um, so the difference mainly is that there's a choice in it you know homeschoolers tend to make that decision for their family because they feel like it's the best decision for their family. Um, and also there's a lot more that you can do as a homeschooler versus when you're crisis schooling. Um, as homeschoolers, there's that, uh, that negative stereotype that we're socially awkward because we never get out and do anything. And let's be honest, we're all gonna be a little socially awkward after we're stuck at home for months and months <laughs> 
on it. Um, and that's not healthy homeschooling. Healthy homeschooling involves going out and being part of your community. And um, I'm pretty sure that when I went on my mission trips, I wrote papers about it and I got some credit for it for school. Um, and that's something, that's a benefit of homeschooling. Um, and I was part of speech and debate clubs. I did ballet five days a week. Um, you know, I did a lot of things that if I had been in public school, I probably wouldn't have had time to do. And I had a lot of friends who pursued music and were able to um, do a lot of other things that I didn't do um, that they were able to participate in because they were homeschoolers and they had time for it. And the families make the priority of investing in those interests, which ultimately lead us to who we're going to become. Um, you know, my experience in speech and debate really, really helped hone in on my communication skills. And that's what I do for Home Life Academy. I'm the communications manager. So um, that's one of the beautiful things about homeschooling versus crisis schooling. Homeschooling is strategic and um, involves being part of the community. And right now, it's, as everyone knows, it's hard to be part of the community right now. We have to do it virtually. Um, so that's that's one of the big differences. So if, if somebody is in the situation they are now where they are schooling from home, let's call it, um, the, the school in many, many cases are providing the lessons, what to do, um, perhaps videos, etc. And, and the parents are supervising it. If a parent decides they want to do homeschooling, what are they going to do? They're not going to have the lessons. They're not going to have that. They're not going to have somebody telling them what to do. What, where do they start? Yeah, um, so it does depend on where you are because every state in America has different laws. And then, you know, it gets even bigger when you start talking about all the different nations. Mm -hmm. um, so what Home Life Academy can do is we can offer um, recommendations for curriculum. So um, we can help connect people with resources in their area, and we can also show them how to research different curriculum. And there are actually a lot of online free curriculum that people don't know about. And so we help with that because homeschoolers do find their own resources. And so um, we can help with that regardless of where families are located. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't understand that there's a lot of networking within the homeschool community, even if you are in a different country where there aren't a lot of homeschoolers actually physically in your area. The internet is really good um, when it comes to helping you find other people with like-minded uh, goals and values. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of the connections that are made are made on Facebook, actually, in a lot of Facebook groups. And so families can get on and say, you know, I'm looking for something for history, and my kid hates reading, what might be some options that they would really enjoy. And so homeschooling can also allow you to figure out your students learning style. And um, when you network, you can get a lot of different ideas. So parents if they were starting off and i'm thinking particularly at the minute of these people who are reevaluating how they their children are educated you are saying they don't have to be in this by themselves that there is a resource and we'll put the link up we could put the website for the yeah. organization in, in yeah absolutely and um, that they can go for support and they can go for help yeah, that's the one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you need 
community and you need support. I mean, that's what the church is all about. And so on a more specific scale, uh, you need support whenever you are discipling your kids at home 24 seven. And so um, we try to provide that for, you know, families when it comes to their mental and emotional needs, but also just the day in day out, what curriculum do I use? Or my kid won't sit still, what's a good way to teach them these math problems? Um, you know, things like that, the practical stuff too, everybody needs support. And this Home Life Academy is a really good resource for that, for sure. Okay, so if I was a parent and I was thinking about this, what would you say I'm, as a as a parent, as a person, what would I need to consider going forward um, in terms of, let's see, obviously it's going to take my time. It's going to take things like this. What would you say are the things that I need to consider on a personal level before I make a decision for my child? Because I can say, oh, yes, I want them to be homeschooled, but guess who's going to do it? Me. So what would you say to parents? Yeah, that's, a, that's a big question. Yeah. Um, I would say, first of all, consider your goals because your goal doesn't even need to be getting your kid to graduation. That's going to come. Um, the values of why you're doing what you're doing are really what matter most because no one can love your kid better than you can. And um, getting to know your kids is a big part of that. I think a lot of people forget that kids can help you when it comes to them expressing their interests. That can really lead you in a lot of ways. Um, and one of the big things that they talk about a lot at Home Life Academy is um, not trying to mimic the school system because the public school system and even private schools, they are structured the way they're structured so that they can help a lot of kids at once. Um, and so that's why they have the time blocks that they have. And that's why they have the very specific, you've got to read this on this day and get it done by this day. They have to do it that way because they have so many kids that they are responsible for. And so trying to mimic that at home doesn't even really make sense. The point of um, a lesson is that you study it until you learn it. Not that you study it until you can take a test and prove that you've memorized it. And so um, one of the things that my mom was really good at for me when I was homeschooling was if I didn't understand something and she would, you know, grade my paper or whatever it may be, and I got like a 70 on it. And she'd say, okay, that's not your final grade. We're going to do it until you get 100. We're going to do it until you understand it. And so I learned how to learn, and I learned how to study, and I learned how to love learning because it ultimately resulted in knowledge. It didn't just result in a good grade. And so um, that's one of the big things that you need to consider if you're thinking about homeschooling is your goal should be teaching your children how to love to learn, teaching them how to research because research is something they can carry with them through their whole life. And anytime they have questions, they can learn how to find answers. Um, and anytime they get stuck in a debate, and you know that there's a lot of that going on right now, everybody has conflicting opinions on everything. When they're in those situations, they can learn how to find answers and find truth. Um, and so as they grow and as they pursue the things they're interested in and have to do some of the things they're not interested in, for me, that was math. <laughs> math is very hard for me. Um, and I still had to learn it, but I learned it as a life skill. Um, so as you learn those things, then 
eventually you'll be ready to graduate and it's time to move on to the next phase, whether that's college or whether it's going straight into the workforce or ministry, whatever it may be. Um, so I think parents can under if they can understand that they can take some pressure off of themselves and just make it a educational journey where they are learning with their kids. That's the other thing. You don't have to know everything ahead of time. Um, you learn along the way also, you know, you do get textbooks, you do use online resources, you do uh, get together with other families in the community where maybe a another mom is really good at science and you're really good at history. And so you take turns teaching each other's kids. Um, and so you don't have to have all the answers. Uh, you can learn along the way too. Um, even when I'm teaching theater and I have a degree in theater, I still am learning along the way because there are things I want to teach my kids, my theater kids, and I'm relearning stuff. Um, and so that's really cool because I was taught to love learning. And so it's just a really good cycle that can keep going. I hope that answers the question. Yes, that it does. Answer. <laughs> the question I was going to ask, because when you said you're very poor at math, um, not very I, poor. I hated math. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, you wouldn't say you're very poor you found math difficult right yeah as a parent i'd be going well that is me out because i also found math difficult so i can't go down this route i, I can't well, do it i could i could do a whole podcast just on math because i actually have dyscalculia it's a learning disability when it comes to math just like a lot of people have dyslexia with reading um and so and my mom is not good at math she will tell you she was nervous about teaching me math and then on top of that i had a learning disability so what she did was she found resources for me she found me a tutor who was amazing and was able to help me um, but we didn't find that tutor until I was I think in 10th grade and so we had to go back and she almost started me back at multiplication tables like we went really far back and she systematically worked with me so that I could go to college and get a good enough um, a good enough score on my entrance exams and so I, I was able to get into college that way. Um, and, you know, there are families who maybe can't afford tutors or things like that. But again, there are a lot of resources. It's not just one tutor who can help. You can find other families willing to jump in and offer some instruction um, and encouragement. That's so important. Um, and so I just am so thankful that my mom did what she needed to do and she found the resource that I personally needed. Um, and then once I was in college and I had to do a few courses that involved math, um, I had a really good friend who was a math major <laughs> and he helped me, um, you know, and because my mom taught me how to find resources. My mom taught me if you're struggling with this, then you find someone that can help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, and that's a important just value to have as a human, you know, being willing to ask for help when you need it. Mm -hmm. And so that was just another lesson that I learned through homeschooling. Well, so. these are life lessons. They're not just about education. So they're life lessons, aren't they? Right. Go for help when you need it and know how to find it. Um, one of the things over the last few years, uh, this is in England, um, but um, I'm sure similar in the US, switching gear slightly. Um, parents have become more and more concerned about um, things which have been taught to their kids at very young ages, whether you'd be talking about certain religious views or sex education and all that that now encompasses in, in this day and age. How does that work within 
the homeschooling system what kind of you know do, um what kind of support is there or how does that work with with what you all do well um <clears throat> it also does depend on the requirements depending on where you are you know um here in tennessee specifically you don't have to have sex ed listed on your transcript you have a health class um and health involves other things as well and so that's just up to the parents how they want to teach it. You know, ultimately you hope that your parent is the one who has the talk with you. Um, and that's as it should be in, in my opinion, that's as it should be in any family because a lot of kids don't even hear it from a teacher in sex ed, they've heard it from yeah. a friend. Um, and so when it comes to that, it's just up to the parents how they yeah. want to handle those topics. But in America, that's definitely a big factor as well for why families choose to homeschool because uh, there's a lot of, uh, political, you know, uh, disagreements going on. There's a lot of what we would consider indoctrination on a lot of things. Right. Uh, a lot of things that have been taken out of textbooks that should be in there. Uh, and this is not me personally having studied what is taught in public school, but I have heard that the section of textbooks in some schools where it talks about the Holocaust, that that has been either removed or cut down significantly. Um, and those are things that as a believer and as someone who supports Israel, I would want my kids to have, you know, a whole study on that. You know, mm -hmm. let's spend a semester on it. Mm -hmm. um, and as a homeschooler, I would have the freedom to do that. Um, yeah. and give them the credit that they need and make sure that I'm educating their mind and their spirit yeah. through those types of topics. Yeah, so it's not, um, not erasing history. And uh, I mean, we often, you know, when we're talking to parents or see the things which are being taught in school um, in the UK or wherever, you know, we often think, you know, this is really something that the parents should be, should be taking on. And it's been removed from their control and so obviously going down the homeschooling route and, and with your organization um, a lot of that now is re-empowering the parents to take control of those subjects and and letting them be the ones which um, uh, educate their kids in these subjects at, at ages that they deem would be more appropriate for them yeah i mean like you, you just said about israel etc if you had a, a parent who's passionate about music they would have the freedom in that area or another one who is passionate about archaeology or fishing or whatever they have the time they have the space and they have they can have the creativity to weave that into their education so yeah. the things that parents passionate about can we pass on to the children absolutely and um again i don't know how it is in every country but in america you have to have a certain number of um e extracurriculars or a certain number of um uh, electives is what we call them and so a lot of people choose to do music you know for me a lot of it was theater um, and, and things like that so you do pursue those interests and then what you can find is we were gonna do music this semester and my kid is gifted and because you've spent that time being a part of that education with your kid you know how passionate they are or you see that they're gifted in that area and so as the teacher you're able to help them pursue that. Whereas if they were in public school doing that um, elective, you may not be aware of how gifted they are, you know, cause you weren't part of the process. So it's kind of neat how that works too. And then um, just another thing to mention is a lot of homeschoolers travel a lot. 
not just a lot of them do it for missions. You know, we have a lot of families that are overseas and with Home Life Academy, um, but also just in general, there's time to go places. You take your work with you. You know, you you read while you're on the road and you uh, have a lot of fun, um, fun trips where you uh, you get to try new things and um, field trips. You know, you can count a camping trip as a field trip and uh, write about it or research some of the bugs that you found and count that as science. <laughs> you know, um, there's just so much freedom with it and it makes it fun. Uh, it's it doesn't have to be boring and I think that's one of the reasons a lot of kids don't like school is because they think it's boring um, and you know as homeschoolers you still have to study some of the things that you don't like again case in point math <laughs> never liked it didn't even learn to like math I'll be honest um, but I learned to respect it and I think the biggest thing for me was that I learned more about my character rather than how numbers work because I had to learn to persevere even though I had a disability I had to persevere so, um, yeah, that's, that's just part of it. So you had, and we know your parents, your parents are very passionate parents, very focused parents, very, that parenting um, and their own relationship is a, a high, if not the top value in their lives. Now, what would you say to a situation where a parent is saying, I don't even know if my child can do as I tell them? I mean, my child's just going to kick off if I just have math. And I don't know that I can be facing this battle day after day. Um, not necessarily because the parents are poor parenting or anything like that. They may be passionate too. But there are situations where children are just going to say no. And that is a battle that many parents don't want to face. What would you say into that? Um, I would say that the primary goal, at, especially at the beginning, shouldn't even be education. It should be relationship building. Um, because one of the reasons that I learned to love learning was because I saw the value in it. But I didn't see the value in it because my parents said, you have to learn this because I said so. Um, I learned that it was important because they cared about me as a person. And I saw how what they had learned through their lives, how that benefited them. Um, and so one of the really wonderful things about starting homeschooling, whether you're starting from the beginning or you're pulling your kid out of school to start now, um, is that you can take a break to get to know your kids for a little while. Mm -hmm. There's no pressure to have an English assignment done by a certain date. There's no pressure to have mastered a certain skill by a certain date. You're able to adjust your timeline. In Tennessee, um, you have to have a total of 180 days for the full school year. So as homeschoolers, you just decide when those days are. You take breaks when you wanna take breaks. Maybe you school through the summer, but you take longer, maybe you take three-day weekends more frequently, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and so uh, you, you can adjust that time. You also, maybe your kid does better early in the morning. So you get your school done before lunchtime and then you have the rest of the day to just do what you wanna do. Um, and so take the time because you have the time to get to know your kids. Because if you're just telling them, sit down, learn this, read this, 
then of course they're not going to want to do it. But if you can say, you know, instead of reading today, let's go for a walk and let's talk about what we see. Hmm. Um, and maybe you see a family who is a different color than you. And so you end up having a conversation about different cultures. Or maybe you see a beautiful flower that you hadn't seen before. So you pull out your phone and you pull out Google and you figure out what the name of that flower is and you find out about how to take care of that type of plant. Um, you know, you can incorporate learning into day-to-day -day life without forcing your kid to learn because they'll just learn through conversation. Um, and sometimes kids do need a little bit of space, especially if they've been in a really difficult situation. A lot of families are choosing to homeschool right now because of bullying um, or because of neglect in the school system. Uh, there are a lot of painful reasons that people choose to homeschool. And so sometimes you have to let your kids reset because that's really hard. That's traumatic. And you can't force somebody to ingest information when their mind is filled with pain. And so also just letting them know that you are their support system. You will listen if they want to talk and you're just there to do life with them because life brings about lessons, whether you are aware of them or not. And homeschooling is just becoming more aware of those lessons and embracing those lessons as they come. Now talking about, you, you can then have some time off. I, um, used to talk and I still talk to them now but they're adults but um a couple of young lads and, and they were homeschooled and they really used to make me smile because they would say how they used to get up at six in the morning and they would dash downstairs and and their mother had got all the schooling ready and they would get on and they would get it all done and and then they had the whole day to themselves and it was like this great big motivation and mum hadn't even got out of bed and they were down there getting it done now that would be the more formal aspect of it but it did allow them to their personality and what they wanted to achieve it allowed them to do that um i think their their brothers weren't as keen to do it that way so they didn't do it that way but i always remember smiling about that yeah so, they finished didn't they finish early as well yes their i think they finished their education early as well they they even went on got college credits and things like that yeah. to to get away ahead of time so you don't have to that but that was the they put that pressure on themselves it wasn't right right they're, yeah, yeah they're very self-motivated <laughs> yeah so in some countries it isn't as simple like in the uk you can homeschool in the us you can homeschool in other countries mm -hmm. you can't homeschool um is that an automatic, therefore, I will never be able to do it? Or are there any places or options where they can at least go and explore what might be possible? Yeah, so I don't work in the global department of Home Life Academy, so I don't know all the ins and outs. But I do know that we get a lot of contacts from families who are in that situation, who are just wanting to know their options. And our global department can answer a lot of questions. So if that's something that someone's wondering, if they are in a country where maybe it's not allowed or it's not as, uh, as popular, um, and they just want to know what their options are, they can definitely contact our global department and they can at least answer some questions for them, even if we can't enroll them. Mm -hmm. um, 
because you know we again we're all about letting people know their resources and helping with that sort of thing so i can't say definitely that we could help a family in a country where they're not allowed to homeschool but i can say that we for sure could have a conversation with those mm. families yeah so even if someone's from a country where it may be illegal or something like that don't automatically if you're listening think right this is non-starter still take the time to message and just find out for sure if there's nothing that can be done to to help them maybe in their situation. Right. And I, you know, I know that there are a lot of families who their kids, you know, go to public school, they're part of the, the government school system, um, but their parents are very strategic when they're home, you know? So maybe, for example, let's say that I did have kids that were in public school and they weren't learning about the Holocaust. Well, as a parent, when they get home, maybe we just spend an hour every Thursday and as a family, we talk about the Holocaust and, you know, I teach them those things at home. Uh, that's always an option. What you do at home is so important, regardless of if they're in school for eight hours a day or if they're with you during those eight hours. Uh, and so at the very least, we could let families know about resources to supplement their kids' education. Mm. Now, one of the words you've used a few times or phrase you've used is about knowing your options, knowing your options. And when people have asked me about education, that's the first thing I've said is go out and find out what your options are. Because I find many people don't, haven't really explored those options. It's just like local public school. And in the UK, I mean, public school is the usual. Um, private schools in the UK are really expensive. I mean, really expensive. It's, it's just not on most people's radar. But there are choices and options. And um, I think this is why it's good we're talking to because it's helping people explore that option. But I would say take each child in turn and explore the options for that child, explore the options for that child. I have known of homeschooling families. Um, one has five or six children and one of them goes to public school and the others are homeschooled. That is not because preference or anything but it's because that individual child who needed some individual support in a very specific way um they were adopted and english as a foreign language was really quite hard so they went to a school where there was a department to help them with it so i thought that that is an example of where this isn't just a blanket well we must all do it but what are your options and what is it for each child yeah, absolutely. And that, again, that comes down to loving your child well and knowing your kid. Yeah. Um, every kid is different from a very young age. And so you can learn what their interests are. You can learn what their needs are and learning style. You know, do they learn better hands-on? Do they learn better through auditory? Do they learn better through seeing uh, what's in front of them? Uh, those are all different aspects that God has used to create us. You know, he didn't make everybody where we learn best by seeing things. He's made people different ways. And a huge part of that, again, is who they're going to be, like who they're developing into and what they're going to do and their mission in life. Um, so that's just that's part of who they are. And it's supposed to be part of who they are. And so mainstreaming kids isn't always the best because they're different and they're all going to be taught the same way. And homeschooling just allows you to figure out the best way to teach your kids. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes that is public school. Sometimes kids do need that structure or they need um, that, that form of socialization. 
but again, homeschooling allows for a lot of socialization. You just figure out what kind of socialization you want and where you want to go. So I was going to say, if someone is listening and they thought, you know, I want to explore this, what, what would be the process for them in, in taking this up? What, what would that look like step by step? Sure. So, um, of course, I, my experience is with Home Life Academy. So I'm not here to just like sell Home Life Academy to you, but I'm telling you about this resource because it's the one okay. that I have. That's okay. for your experience. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, for us, you could just contact Home Life Academy and um, say, this is where I live and I'd like to know more about my resources. So um, you also, again, Facebook is really, really good. So um, I, if you're in Tennessee, I would recommend looking up Tennessee Homeschooler Support Group on Facebook. Um, my sister-in-law lives in Missouri and she was asking me some questions about homeschooling. And so I got on Facebook to see if there was a support group for them. And there is, it's just like the Tennessee one, it's Missouri Homeschool Support. Um, and so I would definitely recommend not just Googling it, but going to Facebook because um, what those groups are for is a mom can get on there and say, you know, we're in this area and we're looking for homeschoolers to go on field trips with who's interested in going to the zoo or um, my kid is struggling with this subject and has this learning disability. What are some things that have worked well for you? Um, or my kid is really interested in playing the guitar. Does anyone have any recommendations of who could teach them in our area? Um, so you can get very specific with your needs and meet some people who are near you through Facebook can be really helpful for that. So um, a couple of questions. First of all, the number one thing I hear, I mean, number one thing, if you talk about homeschooling, they'll say, well, they don't socialize. I mean, I don't know whether you get that, but that I can be sure if you mention it, that is what people are going to say. So how would you respond to that? I would say <laughs> that sometimes homeschoolers are over-socialized because we have the opportunity to go out in the middle of the day and go places. We have the opportunity to um, say, hey, mom, I'm really interested in taking some art classes. I found this one online. Can we check it out? Um, and you go take art classes and meet a bunch of people in art class. Um, there are a lot of kids in our local community who are really into robotics and they have robotics competitions. They travel the U.S. going to robotics competitions. And so they have a bunch of friends in different states. Um, you know, when you're doing ballet five days a week, the girls in your class are your people. You know, you spend a lot of time with them. And so, um... I do think it's funny that people think that, but I also have known homeschoolers who, you know, their siblings are their best friends and they only spend time with the people in their house. And some of that's healthy because you need to get along with your family. Your family is who you're going to have for forever, you know, and that's important. Um, but it's not healthy to not be a part of society and not be a part of a community. And so, um, Homeschoolers do have to make the effort to figure out where those people are, who the people are that they want to spend time with and go find them and, and do that. Um, but, you know, I also was able to be really involved in church. Um, so, you know, Wednesday nights I was there during the day if they were working on something and needed some help, like our family would go and 
help prepare for whatever was happening later that day. Um, that kind of thing. Like those were the type of people my parents wanted us to be around. Um, and then, you know, traveling with you guys, I was gone for a month the first time and I was gone for several weeks on all the other trips. Um, I've been to six different countries with you guys and uh, that requires time. <laughs> and it wasn't always in the middle of the summer that we were going, you know, and so I, I think you could consider it socializing when I'm hanging out with people who don't even speak my own language. <laughs> so yeah, it, you do have to be intentional about it, obviously, because you are choosing who your kids are with. Whereas when they're in public school, you know they're around kids their age, but do you know what those kids' values are? Do you know who their parents are? You know, there's a lot of things you don't have control over. And I don't recommend that parents try to control everything when they're homeschooling. I guess the uh, international travel helps you as well with uh, cross-cultural training and education. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I said, I'm pretty sure my mom had me write some papers about that. So, <laughs> so here's, yeah. here's, here's an issue, and I don't know that there is an answer, but it's an issue I think that has to be, there has to be a flag waved about it. Um, I have read of, and, and there have been you know, numerous cases of, people homeschooling their homeschooling their kids um, because of issues of abuse. So it, it, it hasn't, they haven't been homeschooled, but it's just come under that banner. Um, I don't know if there's any answers to that. I don't know whether there's any checks and balances or, I mean, I also realize that they can go to public school and be abused at home. So I'm not saying that homeschooling is it, right. but it, it can be locked up and locked away. I, th I think that does come down to um, where you're living and what the requirements are right. um, because that that is what the legal system does help with that. So, you know, for families, again, families in Tennessee, families in several different states in the U.S., you are required to either enroll with the Board of Education or with an umbrella school. And Home Life Academy is an umbrella school in four states. So that means you can enroll with us instead of the Board of Education. But um, we, we provide that oversight. So families are required to report their grades in attendance every year, twice a year with us. And I believe it's the same with the Board of Education. They just have a few extra requirements. And so that means that they are reporting back. And um, we do have situations where we've heard about things that are not healthy going on in homes. Um, but that's, again, kind of what we're there for. We're there to be a filter for some of those things. And so, um, and we're not the only thing that's put in place. But I think you also said something really good when you pointed out this can happen to kids who are in public school also. Um, and so I wouldn't say it's more frequent in the homeschool community. Uh, and, you know, we do hope that it's found out when it's going on, just like in any other situation. Mm. So. Yeah, in, in the UK, when I was homeschooling, I presume it's the same, it comes under, for the education authority, under education otherwise, and they do come and visit. Um, now, I know, I think, if I'm right, that in the US there's been a lot of debate about government interference in homeschooling, what's happening, a lot of pushback about it, which is good. Um, because you don't want that mm -hmm. but there is an aspect too where I was always grateful that they and the people who came out just showed an interest and they were very supportive 
but there's, there's a kind of balance. balance, isn't there? Can you talk to us about yeah. what's been going on in the States as far as, because I, I really don't know what, but I've heard a lot of um, people saying no uh, and being concerned about government interference in it. Yeah, I honestly can't speak a lot on it because I don't know a lot about it because every state is different. You know, the way that the United States works is there's the local government mm. versus our overall U.S. government. And so um, because every state's different, I don't know what's going on in every state. But I will say that if you keep an eye on the news, the national news um, in the U.S., we're probably going to be seeing a lot more of it because of COVID, homeschooling is on more families' radar. And so it is more of a national conversation now instead of just a state-by-state -state conversation. So I can't personally speak on it because I don't know enough to speak on it. It would all be speculation on my part. But um, I do think that we're all going to be seeing a lot more of it because of what's going on in the world right now. Obviously, with public school, there's been massive disruption with the whole COVID-19 thing, did that affect homeschooling as much or did homeschooling kind of just tick on the way it was? Yeah, so um, we did get a lot of questions from families. Like I said, they have to report 180 days and that uh, requirement was kind of, I don't know if you would say completely lifted, but you know, public schools, there was no way they could maintain that. And so the government was kind of like, okay, we're not going to say you have to have 180 days. And so we had a lot of families contacting us who we are their umbrella school. So they are um, required to report to us. They were asking us, are we still required to do 180 days? And so what we said was we recommend that you go on as normal because you were already homeschooling. We recommend that you carry on as you can. But if you were directly affected by it, then absolutely we're going to be lenient and we're going to be supportive of what your family's going through mm -hmm. because you know some families who are registered with us they have family members who have covid or uh, they have a family member a parent who is laid off from their job and so things are a little bit different at home and so it to that extent it affected families but that was more of a family by family basis yeah. rather than overall because overall we encourage families to carry on as best they can but as i've mentioned a huge part of homeschooling is being in the community and going to classes you know um, co-op classes that's where parents teach each other's kids um, then there are tutorials and that's where you have actual professional teachers that teach a few days a week specific subjects um, and so there are a lot of homeschoolers that participate in those types of things. And with COVID, of course, they weren't going to class. Yeah. Um, with my theater class, and it was weird for theater, but for theater, we did go online. Um, I ended up just teaching some intensive character development, like this is how you build a character classes online. So a lot of places, a lot of homeschool communities, co-ops and tutorials have gone digital just like other public schools. So it has affected people some, but overall, uh, they were already doing a lot of education at home. So most people have been able to carry on normally. So unless, unless your family was directly impacted, in theory, you could have just carried on as normal and not been too affected by what was going on outside. Right. And I mean, it's hard on everybody to not be able to go to their favorite places and see all their friends and go to classes. Uh, but for the most part, they've been able to adapt pretty well, but in a lot of the same ways that the public school has with trying to do classes online and things like that. Yeah. So you said to me once, quite recently, 
you said one of the greatest gifts my parents gave me was to homeschool me. Yes. Why would you say that? Not many people would say how I got educated and how you ensured I got educated was one of the greatest gifts you give me. I, 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 didn't, I haven't heard that. So unpack that a bit for me. Yeah. So first of all, as I've gotten older and I know that things cost money and that time is money, I have learned that it was a sacrifice for my parents to homeschool me. Um, and they would tell you 100% it was worth it for them. But I am saying that I do see that it's out of city. Um, you know, could have spent other money on instead of curriculum, or um, my mom could have also had a job and she could have gone out and just hung out with her friends all the time. Lifestyle um, uh, things that they sacrifice as a gift in that sense that it wasn't just that they did it just for fun. Um, so. I see it that way, but I also say it's the greatest gift they ever gave me because they gave me the gift of themselves. Really the most we can ever give any. And so they gave me their day in, day out time. Um, they instilled their values in me, but they also taught me how to form my own values. I think that's one of the biggest things is, is uh, sometimes it's good to say because I said so. <laughs> Uh, when a kid's like, why do I have to do that? And they say, because I said so. Sometimes you got to say that because you just got to move But very often, no, so that you can learn these critical thinking skills and you can make decisions for yourself too. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to think critically. Um, and I, I learned who they really, I mean, we were together, worked but we had so much time together as a family and so the great gift that they ever gave me was homeschooling because it allowed them to give me themselves and to teach me how to become someone who knows what I believe and why I believe it and then care enough about other people to make a difference in the world and I learned that through homeschooling because I had that time with them. Rihanna um Appreciate you joining us. We'll put the website in the description. So if people who are interested, they know where to go to find out more information. Uh, so uh, yeah, thank you. We appreciate you. And we're glad that you could join us. I'm glad I was able to be a part of what you guys are doing. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. If this impacted you, please rate us and subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or another podcast platform.